This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. I always run like I'm the underdog. Yo, we've been in this situation decades past. New York's gubernatorial candidates make a final push for votes ahead of today's midterms. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the hammer attack on her husband will influence her decision on whether to retire. Former President Trump plans to make a huge announcement Tuesday, November 15th. A potential hurricane eyeing Florida expected to impact the Northeast. Jimmy Kimmel tapped to host the 2023 Oscars. Crucial midterm elections are today in the race for New York's governor. Candidates made a final push to sway undecided voters Monday stumping right here in New York City. Democratic incumbent Governor Kathy Hochul says her opponent is just like every other Republican, fear-mongering and spreading lies. Here's what she told ABC7 that her strategy is simple. We have a lot of Democrats. They're energized. They turn out to vote. That's how we're going to win the election. Feel confident? I always run like I'm the underdog. It makes me work harder. And that's why we're going to win. A Republican challenger, Congressman Lee Zeldin, needs Republicans to get out and vote and cross over votes in a heavily blue state. He says forget about party labels. Yeah, we've been in this situation decades past. And it wasn't until New Yorkers united in the early 90s that they decided that they were going to take back our streets. Zeldin hopes to become the state's first Republican governor since George Pataki won three consecutive terms. Zeldin has been endorsed by Pataki. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said on Monday that her decision on whether or not to remain in Congress if Democrats lose control in the midterm elections has, in fact, been impacted by the hammer attack on her husband, Paul, at the family's home in San Francisco. During an interview with CNN, Pelosi said that the attack on her 82-year-old husband has weighed into her thinking. So I run to the door, and I'm very scared. I see this Capitol Police, and they said, we have to come in to talk to you. And I'm thinking, my children, my grandchildren. I never thought it would be Paul, because, you know, I knew he wouldn't be out and about, shall we say. Pelosi is running for her 18th term in Congress. She was first elected in 1987. Suspect is in custody in connection with that hammer attack on Pelosi's husband. November 15th at Mar-a-Lago, the former president's estate in Florida. That is when former President Donald Trump said Monday he plans to make a very big announcement amid growing speculation that he's mounting a third bid for president in 2024. Trump appeared during a rally in Dayton, Ohio. He was campaigning for a host of candidates the night before today's midterm elections. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. The former president did not reveal the details of what would be announced next week. Again, the date, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago. That's Tuesday. 
Subtropical storm Nicole expected to become a hurricane as it barrels towards Florida. The storm system could also bring rain to our area by the weekend. Hurricane watches have been issued for Florida's east coast. Tropical storm watches also extend along Georgia's coast as well as storm surge watches. Cindy Alsbeck is a resident of Venice, Florida, and she spoke to WFLA about preparing for Nicole while still reeling from Hurricane Ian. I was seeing parts of my roof and other people's yards, all like two or three, four streets above. 70, 75% of it, of the big stuff is gone. So I think that limits the threat of that stuff becoming airborne. The New York metro area may experience heavy rain and gusty winds late Friday into early Saturday. Jimmy Kimmel will return to host the 2023 Oscars. Kimmel, of course, famous for hosting the 2017 Oscars, during which there was a mix-up over the winner of the Best Picture Award. Kimmel addressed the controversy during his monologue at the 2018 Oscars. Last year, about a week before the show, the producers asked me if I wanted to do uh, some comedy with the accountants. And I said, no, I don't want to do comedy with the accountants. So then the accountants went ahead and did comedy on their own. So the 95th Oscars will mark the award-winning late-night talk show hosts, third time hosting the awards show. 77 WABC News Time coming up on 506. And the 2022 Oscars featured one of the most discussed moments in the show's history, the now infamous moment when Will Smith, you might remember this, slapped Chris Rock on stage during the show. The incident for which Smith has since apologized resulted in the Academy banning the actor from attending any Academy event or program, including the Oscars, for 10 years from the time of that ban. All right, 77 WABC News Time 506. We would be remiss if we did not mention to you that last night's record $1.9 billion Powerball jackpot. It was delayed due to a technical issue, not with Powerball itself, but one of the 45 participating states and lottery officials say on their website that the drawing will be held once everything is cleared up on their social media sites, including YouTube. Former President Donald Trump's signals that he may soon launch his 2024 candidacy for president are triggering discussions over whether to appoint a special counsel to oversee the numerous criminal probes into the former president. Trump, of course, expected to make a big announcement November 15th, as he announced yesterday. Andrew Weissman was one of the lead prosecutors on the Mueller investigation, and he said he suspects that the U.S. DOJ long ago evaluated whether or not to bring a special counsel and decided against it, but is now reevaluating given Trump's potential announcement. Weissman appeared on MSNBC last week. I do think that the Justice Department that lives, by the way, with that asymmetry. We, When we are in the department, you know that you have to play by the rules. You have to follow the rule of law, and that is your salvation. But here, I think that Merrick Garland is keenly aware that democracy is at stake. A campaign kickoff by Trump would only increase the timeline pressures on the DOJ. Experts say appointing a special counsel would be a lengthy process for the DOJ. Joe Biden was involved in his son Hunter's foreign business dealings, allegedly, while he was vice president. That according to a new whistleblower with direct knowledge. The whistleblower has identified themselves to Senate investigators, but asked to remain anonymous for fear of reprisal. 
The informant said they were a party to a 2012 conference call involving then Vice President Joe Biden, his son Hunter, his business partner Jeff Cooper, late Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, and his son Key Reid, who was also in business with Hunter. The spring 2012 call was about Hunter, Key, and Jeff's new venture into online gambling in Latin America, the whistleblower said, adding that Joe was active on the call discussing details of the business and appeared to be involved as a silent partner. I was involved with Ocho. Um, There was a conference call I overheard, incidentally. On that conference call were Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Jeff Cooper, Harry Reid, and Key Reid. The reason that they were talking about it is that this is an Internet gaming and gambling company. In a statement to DailyMail.com, Cooper denied ever having a call about any of his companies with the president or late senator, saying it was a complete fabrication. Members of far-right social media sites Gab, Getter, and Truth Social, who believe fraud was committed in the 2020 election, have stated they intend to serve as official poll workers in their particular jurisdictions today. According to a new report, this report from Advanced Democracy Incorporated found examples of users on sites Truth Social, a social media site owned by former President Trump and pro-Trump online forums who follow QAnon conspiracy theories. RNC chair Ronna McDaniel spoke about poll watching on Politico. Nobody should be intimidating or breaking the law. Nobody should. But poll watching is not intimidating. If you're following the law, we've sent out guidance. This isn't happening from the RNC. We send out guidance to our poll watchers. I think what a lot of people don't know is the RNC couldn't do this for 40 years. We were under a legal order that we couldn't have poll watchers. And now we can. The Democrats have always had that. I think that's really imbalanced. In posts compiled between March and late October of this year, several discussed their intent to identify voter fraud, including by installing their own software into elections computers. They also discussed bringing cameras to polling places and falsely claiming to be Democrats in their election worker applications. A recent preprint study found that Pfizer's COVID-19 antiviral Paxlovid may be effective in reducing the risk of developing long COVID in patients that are recovering from coronavirus infections. This study was funded by the Department of Veterans Affairs, and it looked through the VA's healthcare databases and identified individuals who tested positive for COVID-19 between March and June of 2022. Dr. Anthony Fauci spoke about long COVID back in August. They have fatigue, myalgia, fever, and involvement of the neurological system, as well as cognitive abnormalities, such as the inability to concentrate. More than 56,000 participants were included in this study, among whom over 9,000 were given Paxlovid within five days of testing positive for SARS-CoV-2, with the remaining over 47,000 participants didn't receive any form of COVID-19 antiviral or antibody treatment in the 30 days after their diagnosis. Veterans with cancer will get to jump to the front of the line when the Department of Veterans Affairs begins processing benefit claims under the landmark toxic exposure law that was signed earlier this year. The announcement on Monday from VA Secretary Dennis McDonough. I'm proud to announce for the first time today on National Cancer Awareness Day that we're expediting benefits delivery for cancer conditions covered by the law. This work is part of President Biden's vision for the cancer moonshot. 
Starting January 1st, the VA will start processing claims for benefits filed under the Honoring Our Promise to Address Comprehensive Toxics Act, or PACT. For short, the law signed by President Biden in early August expands benefits for millions of veterans who were exposed to toxins during service and who are suffering illnesses as a result. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Justin Ellis in the sports chair and ready to go. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with the early news sports update. On the ice, it was just the Isles in action at home against the Calgary Flames and down 3-1 to one through 2. The Islanders, they roared back with two goals in the third and nodded up to three at the end of regulation. Back and forth, the boys went for the extra period as well until Noah Dobson said enough is enough with just over a minute remaining. Dobson and Pajot playing catch. Lee's parked in front. Barzell on the right side. Winds up and waits. Dobson shoots. Scores! The Islanders come all the way back and win 4-3. Oh, yeah. The call, courtesy of MSG, Sebastian Ajo, Anders Lee, and Kyle Palmieri, lit the other three lamps for New York as the Islanders hold a one-point lead for third place in the Metropolitan Division over the Rangers, who we'll see tonight at the Garden at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. As for the Devils, they're skating tonight as well, welcoming welcoming in the aforementioned Flames tonight, also at 7. On the hardwood, we'll start with the winners in your New York Knickerbockers. They bested the Timberwolves in Minnesota by a score of 120-107. to 107. Julius Randle led all action in scoring with 31 points in his 29 minutes, including a couple of sweet strokes from three. And Carl Anthony Towns led Minnesota side in scoring with 25 to his name. Next up for the Knicks is a tip-off with the Nets in Brooklyn tomorrow night. So that should be interesting. And speaking of those very Nets, they continued to play mediocre basketball last night. A 96-94 to loss to the Mavericks in Dallas. Who else? But Kevin Durant led all Nets in scoring with 26. But it was Luka Doncic who imposed his will on the Dallas end of things with 36 big points to secure the Mavs' victory. Nets now sit at 4-7 and on the year, heading into their head-to-head matchup with the Knicks. And Monday Night Football action between the Ravens and Saints in New Orleans wrapped up Week 9. Baltimore topples NOLA 27-13 to move to 6-3 and on the year, and the Saints, they fall to a lowly 3-6. and Here with the Early News Sports Update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Time for Lou Dobbs and your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Stocks riding a modest rally ahead of today's midterm elections. All three major indexes higher for a second straight day. Investors now focused on key inflation data with Thursday's CPI update. Economists forecasting an early 15% increase in revenue for Disney. Price hikes are expected to have offset some of the losses from Hurricane Ian in Florida and COVID shutdowns in China. Disney reports earnings after the close. AMC Entertainment reports third quarter results. Earnings and revenue forecast to have risen year over year, but higher costs could affect profit margins. Lyft reported record revenue, outpacing rival Uber. Still, the ride-sharing company reported a net loss of $422 million because of higher costs. Lyft stock down 8% in extended trading. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77. WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures. The Dow is up 75 points, 0.23% at 32,913. S&P's risen 9.5. The Nasdaq up by 52 points. And gold in the red, though, down $6.30 an ounce. Crude oil at $90.71 a barrel. That's down $1.08. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time is 520. A teenager arrested right near Congressman Lee Zeldin's house. Of course, he is the Republican candidate for governor in today's midterms this Teenager with a gun appeared in court on Monday with that individual with a gun when he was near Zeldin's house, not in court yesterday. Here is 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Attorney Christopher Caesar says his client, 18-year-old Noah Green, pleading not guilty for having a gun, which was used in the shooting outside Zeldin's home last month while his daughters were inside doing their homework. You know, he's an 18-year-old boy that had never been arrested before, doesn't really understand what's going on. Cash bail was set at $1 million. Green due back in court by the end of this month. I'm Bob Brown with your 77 WABC Early News. A 36-year-old woman lost her legs after being struck by an alleged drunk driver early Saturday on the southbound Sac State Parkway on Long Island in the town of Islip. Police say that Dejani Vandeveer, a single mother, was struck after getting out of her car due to a flat tire. The second driver, 25-year-old Kevin Rosa Daqui of Brooklyn, allegedly struck Vandeveer, rear-ending her vehicle, severing both of her legs. The victim's mother, Roberta, spoke to ABC7 saying that an off-duty Suffolk County police officer returning home from a wedding saw Vandeveer and stopped to help. And he took off his tie, and he said it's hard to get around one of her legs, and he took off his belt, and he turned to get her other leg, and another police officer turned to get her arm, and so she wouldn't bleed out. The injured woman underwent surgery at Stony Brook Medical Center and is last reported in critical but stable condition. Meanwhile, that second man was also taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, Rosa Dacqui was arrested and charged with dri- driving well intoxicated. DWI and two passengers from his vehicle were taken to the hospital also with non-life-threatening injuries. A third passenger in the vehicle was not hurt. Well, thousands of drivers face fines following a recent Halloween weekend crackdown on dangerous drivers. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has a story. State officials say this year's campaign led to police handing out more than 11,000 tickets. Many of those were for speeding, distracted driving, and seatbelt violations. From Friday, October 28th through Tuesday, November 1st, state police arrested 189 people for impaired driving, which was an increase of 56 from last year. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. A suspect's been charged with murder some six weeks after his girlfriend's dismembered body was found stuffed into two suitcases inside of her Brooklyn home. According to police, 24-year-old Justin Williams charged Monday with murder and concealment of a human corpse in the slaying of 22-year-old DeAsia Johnson. Neighbor Rodney Wilson spoke to NBC New York back in September. The sad situation in every circumstance, especially being right across the street from a public school, kids here, nobody deserves that. Police found Johnson's decomposing remains in her blood-spattered bathroom on Linwood Street right near Atlantic Avenue in Cypress Hills on September 21st. 
Her dismembered body was found jammed into suitcases next to a meat cleaver. An autopsy found Johnson died of multiple stab wounds to her torso. Firefighters are trying to warn people about the dangers of improperly stored or charging lithium batteries after 46 people were injured too critically and too seriously in that high-rise fire in Manhattan on Saturday. First responders had to employ a rare rope rescue to save two people on the 20th floor of that Midtown high-rise. Officials say a lithium-ion battery attached to an e-bike sparked that fire. On Monday, FDNY Chief Fire Marshal Dan Flynn said, They fell almost in an explosive, an explosive way. Uh, it's, it's like a blowtorch where fire everywhere. They charged it in, left it unattended, uh, fell asleep, and that stopped them from being able to exit the apartment. Officials say there were at least five more e-bikes inside that apartment, possibly as part of an illegal repair business. An investigation is ongoing. New Jersey's getting a half a million dollars as part of a settlement from a data breach. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has the story. The breach impacted the sensitive data of more than 15 million Americans, nearly 490,000 of which were from New Jersey. Attorney General Matthew Platkin says Experian and T-Mobile have agreed to improve their data security practices and pay a total of $16 million to 40 states across the nation. Experian is also required to offer five years of free credit monitoring services to affected customers. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. Former Saturday Night Live star Chris Redd is publicly detailing his experience after being attacked last month outside of a famed New York City comedy club where he had been scheduled to perform. In a preview of Tuesday's The Last Laugh podcast produced by The Daily Beast, the 37-year-old Red said he sustained two fractures in his nose and a fracture to his cheek in this unprovoked attack outside of the comedy cellar in Manhattan's Greenwich Village neighborhood just after 9.30 p.m. back on October 26th. And uh, as I put my phone in my pocket and, and, uh, and look and walk and you know, continue to walk up to the cellar, as I always do, this, this man... Uh, hit me in the face with uh, something metal. It, 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 either it was, uh, I thought it was brass knuckles because the way it cut my, it cut my uh, nose to the bone. Red was a five-season cast member on Saturday Night Live. He announced back in September that he would not be returning for the show's current season. The 37-year-old also said he was assaulted as he was arriving at the club to perform three sets and texting his cousin who was working at the Olive Tree Cafe directly above the club to order some food before his first set. Well, the new inductees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame got their due over the weekend. Frank Diaz is more. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is welcoming seven new acts. Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, and Carly Simon were officially inducted Saturday night in L.A. Judas Priest and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis received the Musical Excellence Award, while Harry Belafonte and Elizabeth Cotton picked up the Early Influence Award. The event won't be televised until the 19th on HBO and HBO Max. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. 77 WABC News Time 529. And if you miss the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at WABCRadio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.